Thank you very much for that welcome. You doing okay this morning? Let's take a deep breath as I uh, get ready to speak to you. I'm really excited to speak to you this morning about We See a Church Passionate About Prayer. That's quite, kind of quite a good topic for me, isn't it? <laughs> and Pete phoned me and said, would you like to speak about We See a Church Passionate About Prayer? Oh, no, not really. <laughs> yes, I would. So, let's just take a moment to pray. Lord, we just thank you for what you have already done in our hearts this morning. Yeah. We thank you, Lord, I just thank you for Keith as he shared his heart with us this morning. Just bless him. And Lord, as, as I just share these um, thoughts that you have given me about prayer, Lord, I pray that it will not just be knowledge, but there will be a revelation that comes into our heart about what it means to be passionate about prayer in this next season as Skylight Church. Amen. Amen. So, we see a church that's continually on the journey of becoming more passionate about prayer as individuals and as a church family. Why are we so passionate about prayer? You know, we're, we're visiting at the moment our foundations of uh, what makes us Skylight Church, which is really exciting as we head towards Vision Sunday. But why, we're going to look at why are we so passionate about prayer, and then we're going to have a little look at what passionate prayer really is. Okay, so that's what we're going to do this morning. So first and foremost, we're passionate because prayer actually brings us closer to God. It brings us closer to Jesus. And I think that's the key thing about being passionate about prayer. Secondly, we believe in the power of prayer to change us and to change circumstances. We believe in the power of prayer. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't waste our time doing it. There are so many testimonies. You know, as we're hearing these beautiful um, Vision Sunday clips, we're seeing the answer to prayer. We're seeing lives that have been changed as a result of prayer and action in this place. And you know, prayer is the way that we connect with our Father in heaven, with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit. And to sum up, I would say to be passionate about prayer is to be passionate about Jesus. You know, sometimes we get, so we, we say, oh, we want to pray. But actually, to be passionate about prayer is to be passionate and in love with Jesus. And that is one of the key things for me. It's the way that we build a relationship with God. We are in love with Jesus because he gave his life for this. He gave his life so we could be in a relationship with, with our Father in heaven. That's amazing. We cannot come to the Father without Jesus. And so that's why I'm passionate about prayer, because I'm passionate about Jesus. I'm passionate about spending time with my beautiful Savior who made a way for me to be in relationship with Jesus. It's just awesome, awesome isn't it? Just as a side Notice, you're going you're gonna to see that picture of that heart and that view um, on some of my slides this morning. 
And that was a, moment, a prayer moment for me in Albania. We went up on the cable car when I was on mission there and doing the B conference last year. And we went up on the cable car, and that was looking out over Tirana, which is the capital city. And I spotted that, that um, heart, and I was looking through it, and it was, a prayer, it was a passionate prayer moment for me because I just felt the heart of God for that nation, for the nation of Albania. And, you know, we have passionate moments, but I just thought you might like to know what that slide was all about as, as we journey further looking at passionate prayer. So prayer, oh, yeah, I just wanted to say this. Sometimes we're more concerned about praying correctly than we are about enjoying the time with Jesus. We get so het up on what we're going to pray, pray that we don't, we don't understand what we have. We're going to look at that a little bit more anyway. Prayer is as essential as the air we breathe. And Martin Luther says, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Now, I just want you to think of your breath for a moment. There's a lot of research and a lot of uh, things being written about the health benefits of being intentionally aware of your breathing. And there's this thing about breathing in, one, two, three, four, I don't know whether I can do it and speak, and breathing out, one, two, three, four, and just being aware of your breathing. And just at this moment, I want you just to do that breathing in and breathing out, but just to be aware of the Holy Spirit, just to breathe in the Holy Spirit, because that is a form of prayer. Just being aware of God being with you is a form of prayer. And as we breathe in and breathe out, we can, in our mind, we can talk to God and we can listen to God. It's as simple as that. So I just want you to do that. I'm going to stop with the mic. And we're going to breathe in for, breathe in the Holy Spirit, and then let go of things that are bothering you or anything you want to release as we do that. We breathe you in, Holy Spirit. And now breathe out. And that is something that you can do really easily. Just breathe in. When, when you're in a moment, just breathe in. And just allow the Holy Spirit to fill you and breathe out. And then see what he says to you in that moment. We have room to breathe as we spend time in prayer. As we just take that moment. The next thing I want to say is that prayer is the engine that drives Skylark Church. Prayer is the engine that drives Skylark Church. You know, without an engine, there is no power. You know, and Keith is experiencing that this week. You know, if, I, if the engine of the car is not working properly, there is no power. 
Nothing happens without prayer. And as a Skylark family, we're passionate about our action coming from the engine room of prayer, from the engine of prayer and worship. And prayer and worship go together. From the community group that has been praying for years and years, did you know that we've had a group praying that prays for the community work? And now we're seeing amazing things happening in our community. There's an engine room of prayer that prays faithfully for the community things to our kids, to our youth, to our women's work, to our men's work, to our VLT, to our life groups. It's the engine of prayer, the engine of prayer. And we are seeing great things happen. I admit that because of prayer. But we're believing for greater things. Are you believing for greater things? I'm believing for greater things. And prayer is the answer. Prayer is the answer. Having a healthy engine room is vital. It's really vital. You just put the next clip up. Every, every great movement of God can be chased to a healing figure. I love that clip. Every great movement of God can be traced to a kneeling figure. Do you know what? In um, the 1900s, there was a pastor in London called Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Many of you will have heard of him. Very famous preacher. And thousands came to Christ through his preaching. There were times where worship services drew as many as 10,000 people in that London Metropolitan Tabernacle. When people came to his church to learn the secret, do you know what he did? He took them to a basement room. And in that basement room, there were hundreds of people praying. And he said, he said the secret of my success is the fact that people are praying for me. He knew the need for prayer, and he knew the power of prayer. And in fact, it was reported that he said, if the people stop praying, I can't preach. He was so aware, and he said things like, I would rather teach a man to pray than anything else. And so many people came to know Christ in those, in those days, and we're, we're believing for many people to have that encounter with Jesus as we go further in Skylark. And just going to let you into a, a tiny little secret that we are going to have our own engine room, our own prayer room in Skylark Church, and there will be more information coming for that. Um, but, you know, we, we are serious about prayer being um, the answer for our next season. It always has been. But God wants to teach us more about prayer in the next season. And prayer is an adventure. You know, I love the fact that prayer is an adventure. In, in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, it says, make your life a prayer. You know, prayer was never meant to be um, just a ritual or something we do. It's meant to be part of our life. It's meant to be part of our lifestyle. Every moment, every season of our life. And you know, I've been through some adventures in my life. 
and I've been through some adventures with prayer. And, you know, as I'm talking about an adventure in prayer, maybe that's um, a new concept for you. But God wants us to be that close to him that we are having an adventure with him. You know, my adventure started when I was five years old and I first gave my life to Jesus. And then my mum and dad were teaching me how to pray. You know, they would do the bedtime prayers. Then I went into um, teenage years and I had lots of questions for God, lots of challenges, um, asking God things. But I settled with the fact that I wanted to spend my life following Jesus. And um, then um, bringing up a young family, oh my gosh, praying when you're bringing up a young family, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you just feel like, I just don't have any time. And you know, but if, if we look at this thing as um, prayer being an adventure, then whatever we're doing, wherever we're going, we can speak to God. If we're looking at prayer as being that communication with God, then wherever we are, we can have that communication. And you know, like being awake in the night, being tired in the morning, always having children with you. It's interesting, I've been away this week as part of my prayer adventure to Skylark House in Lincolnshire. Alison and Graham Tullock have an amazing retreat centre there. Um, but we, it was a very different experience this week because we took our puppy with us. And so I felt like I was back in that experience of having like a young family because we had our puppy with us. So I went to the prayer, prayer hut again. I was trying to give Jim some time. Went to the prayer hut and I was just sitting there just trying to focus on God. And, and my puppy was eating spiders and, you know, sort of scratching all the beautiful things that Alison had put up in there. And I was like, God, this is not working. <laughs> you know, let's just walk around because... But, you know, sometimes we feel like that with prayer, don't we? We just feel like, oh my gosh, God, you know, everything's distracting me. But God wants to connect with us in that place. And he wants life. He wants us to make our life a prayer. And, you know, there's been crazy adventures as I've stepped out in mission. There's been times of pain and heartache. And I've seen some amazing answers to prayer, but I have some un apparently unanswered prayers, according to my criteria, in my life. But one thing I've learned about this adventure in prayer is that God will, wants, us to, wants to walk with us. You know, whether we're seeing the answers that we want to see or whether we're not seeing those answers, God wants to walk with us and um, in every season of our life. So what does your adventure in prayer look like? Maybe you haven't started that adventure yet. Today is the day that you can start that, like I did when I was five, and, it, and start that relationship with Jesus. So what does it mean to be passionate in prayer? You know, sometimes we say these words, don't we? But what does it mean? So we're just going to take a few moments now to look at what it means to be passionate in prayer. Definition of passionate. Having, showing, or caused by strong beliefs or feelings. Other words to describe passionate. Eager, excited, heartfelt, fervent, zealous, energetic, 
strong, fierce. But when you think about passionate prayer, what do you think about? just want to, you to ask that question to yourself now. When I think about passionate prayer, what do I think about? Do you think loud? Long? Think it's got to be long? Praying in a certain way? Certain people? <laughs> certain people that we think, oh, that's what it means to pray passionate. I just want you to hold those thoughts as we journey a bit further. We're going to look at what Jesus said and also some practical ways that have helped me to encourage us to explore this further. So it's interesting to note that Jesus actually didn't give much guidance on how to pray. If you look through the Gospels, but he did, there's lots of times where we see, and Jesus went up the mountain to pray, and Jesus spent time with his Father. And so he passionately rolled what it was to be in prayer. And he he's also said, I only want to do what I see my Father doing. I only want to hear and do what I see my Father doing. And then we have the, the amazing passionate prayer in John 17. So if you get a chance during the week to have a look at that, it's when he prayed for his disciples, but he also prayed for us. Really passionate prayer. But we're not actually going to spend a lot of time, we're not going to spend time looking at that this morning. But there is one passage where he teaches his disciples about prayer. And we're going to have a look at that this morning. So if you have your phone or if you have your Bibles, it's not going to be up on the screen. I feel like it's, it's really important that we bring our Bibles to church and we, we have, our, have it on the phone because sometimes we just have it on the screen at the back there. But actually, we're, we're not checking our Bibles. We're not actually learning to use our Bibles. So that's probably one of my things that I feel a little bit passionate about. <laughs> but So we're going to have a look at um, Matthew 6, uh, 5 to 13, I'm going to read. Just give you a moment to find that. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. It's one of my favorite translations at the moment. He hasn't done the whole Bible, but what he has done is just amazing. And it, and it does do what it says on the tin. It does encourage you to be passionate for Jesus. And, and I just love that. So here we go. Whenever you pray, be sincere, not like the pretenders who love the attention they receive when praying before others in the meetings and on street corners. Believe me, they've already received in full their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your innermost chamber, be alone with the Father God, praying to him in secret, and your Father who sees all you do will reward you openly. When you pray, there's no need to repeat empty phrases, praying like they don't, those who don't know God, for they expect God to hear them because of their many words. There is no need to imitate them, since your Father already knows what you need before you ask him. 
Pray like this. Our Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause every purpose to be fulfilled on earth, just as it's fulfilled in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider all of all we need every day. Forgive us the wrongs that we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. For you are the king who rules with power and glory forever. Amen. So that's one of the key passages um, that Jesus talks about prayer. So I think there's a huge key in this passage. We're not going to study it verse to to verse. You'll be glad to know. I am going to let you go home for some dinner at some point. But I do want to just pull out a few things for you. So I, I feel, when I was reading this, I felt like God said, the key to passionate prayer is to pray from your heart. It's as simple as that. And yet as deep and complex as that. It's as simple and it's deep. So it says, go into your inner room, the storehouse. And studying that, the inner room can be a metaphor for praying from the heart. Sometimes we, we look at that passage, or I've looked at that passage and thought it's about where we are. It's, it's about going and shutting the door. But actually, when you study that, it's a metaphor for praying from the heart, from our innermost being, from our storehouse, from what's within us. And that's what Jesus was saying there. Because God is after a heart relationship with us. He wants us to be sincere, not pretending, not wearing a mask. He wants us to remove the mask and tell him how we really feel, not how we think we should feel. And sometimes when we come in prayer, I just want you to be thinking now, about what masks do you put up when you come to pray? Because Jesus doesn't want us to come with a mask. He doesn't want us to tell him how we think he wants us to be. Because he already knows. But sometimes we just have this, set, this feeling that somehow if we tell him that we feel this way, then, then it just covers it up, doesn't it? And... and it's, it's, this is so important. To pray passionately is to pray from the innermost parts of our heart. I've got that quote, I think, on a, on a slide. I think it's the next one. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back to the heart after this. So to pray passionately is to pray from the innermost parts of our heart. Maybe put the heart one up now. You know, he is the lover of our soul. And he loves us for who we are, not for how we think we should be. Jesus has set us free so that we can approach him with this freedom, free from guilt and shame. You know, often we bring guilt and shame to prayer, don't we? And often if I'm feeling guilty or shameful, I don't want to pray. It's that thing, it's like it pushes me away. But the Father just wants us to come and bring however we are in prayer. 
um, because he carried our guilt and shame when he died on the cross so that we can come confidently to our Heavenly Father in prayer. And you know, as we get our engine, our prayer room, and as we continue further in prayer as Skylarks, this is so important. And praying passionately is not about sounding good or using the right words or how loud or enthusiastic we can be. Although it's okay to be loud and enthusiastic. I love being loud and enthusiastic. But I also love just that breathing, that heart-to-heart, that spirit-to-spirit prayer as well. And you know, some people never pray because they don't think they have the right words or they don't think they sound right. But God loves to hear our voice. He wants us to be free from performance and religious rituals. And you know, as we connect heart to heart in that secret place, in that inmost storehouse, the beauty is that God then shares his heart with us. And I just love that. You know, and the Holy Spirit is saying to you now, I want that heart connection. I want that heart connection. And as we connect, as we open our hearts, God then can share his heart with us. And it's just so beautiful. So just four practical ways of praying from my journey. And you know, there's no right or wrong way of praying. And they all link in. And there's no particular order. But these are some things that we're just going to run through briefly um, that you can take away and maybe... It will help you in your prayer journey, in your adventure. But remember, it's your adventure. Like, this is some things um, from my adventure, some biblical things. But, you know, we need to have our own adventure with God in prayer. So the first one, really important, be honest. Be honest from this passage. Release your feelings and your circumstances to God. You know, if I'm feeling angry... I will tell God how I feel. If I'm feeling sad, I will tell him how I feel. If I'm feeling happy and I come to him, I will tell him how I feel. I will talk to him. He wants us to talk to him about what's going on in our life. And these things are so essential as we move forward in, in what God has for us at Skylark Church. You know, many of the... And I, and I do this if I'm going to pray for somebody else. I, I talk to God about what's going on in their life, what I can see. Because sometimes, you know, we carry the burden of other people, don't we? And we see things in people's lives. And we, you know, we see things on the news or we see things in our own families. And oh my gosh, it's heavy, isn't it? But as we release it to God, then he, he, can, um, he um, joins with us. And we're going to look at that a bit more. So the Psalms are a good example of, you know, King David telling God where he's at. Uh, have a look later. Um, because of time, we're not going to have a look at that now. But Psalm 42, really good example. He talks about being depressed and downcast. And, and, but um, then what God says to him. The next one, be thankful. We've already talked about that this morning. You know, choosing to be thankful opens up the deep places of my heart to connect with God and brings hope and peace. You know, when I'm, when I'm feeling 
um, anxious or overwhelmed about something. There's a verse that says, you know, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. Lead me to the rock that is higher. But somehow, as I start to release thanks, it opens up the deep places of my heart. And then what starts to happen is then I start to worship God. And I start to declare who he is in the situation. I start to do that journey. And that is, that is um, one of the key things about prayer as skylarks. You know, as skylarks, we pray in faith declaring God's perspective before seeing the answer. We sing and we pray in faith, declaring God's perspective before we actually see it. You know, faith takes declaring something before you see it. And that's the thing about faith, isn't it? And I love this verse from Philippians 4, um, 6 to 7. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make answers known to you through Jesus Christ. Love that. Tell him every detail of your life. That's back to make every prayer. Um, make your life a prayer, being an adventure. The next one, pray the Bible. Oh my gosh, this has helped me so much in my journey in prayer. Whenever you open the Bible and read, turn it into a prayer for yourself, for your family, for the situation in the nation. Whenever you open the Bible and read it, turn it into a prayer start to pray it. And that has just released me so much in prayer. Such a simple thing. But, um, and we never, have, we never run out of ideas to pray then. You know, and we know that we're praying good things, unless we're praying it in a manipulative way, which is possible. But as long as we're praying it with this heart open to God and declaring it. And you know, if, you, if you've not, if you, that's not been part of your journey, try it. Try it. It's amazing. Start with something. Start with your favorite scripture. Or start with Psalm 23. Or the Lord's Prayer. You know, and, and read a bit. And then pray it over what's on your heart. Pray it over what is stirring in your heart at the moment. It's so, again, it's so simple, yet so complex. Prayer is so simple, yet so deep. Because it's this ongoing relationship with Jesus. And um, if you want a recommendation of a, a brilliant book about praying the Lord's Prayer is When You Pray by Pete Gregg. He's just brought out an amazing book which goes through all of the Lord's Prayer and, you know, really gives some simple ideas on praying. It's okay to read that. And, and, I, and I've been reading that. And I'm loving it. And it's giving me some new ideas but the most important thing is it's your adventure. It's your heart-to-heart. -heart. Prayer is your heart-to-heart -heart with God. It's about that breathing, talking and listening. Talking and listening. So pray the Bible. And then the last one is partner with the Holy Spirit to help us to pray. 
such a gift. You know, that, that when Jesus back, went back to heaven, he, he left us with the Holy Spirit, the, his glorified Spirit. And the Holy Spirit helps us to pray. Passionate prayer is about admitting that I don't know how to pray. Often I will come and say, I do not know how to pray, God. I do not know how to pray about this situation. Holy Spirit, will you help me? Holy Spirit, will you um, pray for me? And I'm just going to read from Romans 8, um, 26 to 27. Have a look at this again. If you're taking notes, have a look when you get home in the, in the Passion Translation. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or the best things to ask for, but the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf. Don't you love that? Super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God. He's doing this for us with emotional sighs too deep for words. God, the searcher of our heart, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us and his holy ones in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. How amazing. How Does that just take the pressure off you now? That actually if I don't know how to pray, I can ask the Holy Spirit. I can ask, and how does that work for me? So I start to pour out my heart to him. I say, God, I do not know how to pray. And then sometimes I will pray in tongues. Now tongues, if you're not aware of that, is a Holy Spirit gift where we can pray, where we don't understand with our mind what we're praying, but the Holy Spirit is praying through us. And it's an amazing gift um, which we can ask for. And so sometimes I will pray in tongues. And then I will know how to pray for that situation. Or something will rise up in me, a verse will come, and I can pray that. Or I can, um, I just have um, an idea that comes, um, and I will be able to pray. So that's how it works with me. Our heart is connecting with the Spirit of God in a deep way. So, as, as we finish, can we just put up that question again? I know some of you are picking up the children, but I just want us to respond to this. So as we finish, I want you to think again about um, the question. When you think about passionate prayer, what do you think about? What did you think about? And I want you to take a moment to think about any way in which you have disqualified yourself from prayer. You know, sometimes we can disqualify ourselves from prayer. And if, if something's come up, oh, I can't pray because I want, we're going to pray and we're going to give that stuff to God this morning and see you released from that because we are qualified through Jesus. I am qualified to pray through Jesus, not in my own works, not in my own strength, so that's, I, I just want you to be thinking about that, and I'm going to pray for us. And the other thing I feel that God wants to do this morning is I feel like he wants to impart a fresh anointing 
for a passion to pray. He wants to fill us afresh with his Holy Spirit so that we can pray in a more passionate way. You know, it's, it's all about him. It's all about us surrendering and releasing. So just any of those things that um, you feel are disqualifying you, they're the lies of the enemy. And they tell us that we have to pray in a certain way. And we're, we're going to pray and we're, we're going to break those off now. So, Lord, I just, I just pray as we close now. Lord, anything that has risen up in our hearts to, or our minds to disqualify us from being able to pray, that we haven't got the right words, or we're, we're going to make a mistake, or, or fear, or things that have been spoken over us. Lord, I pray now that you will just release people from those things. Lord, we, we just say no to disqualification. We say nobody is disqualified. It's the way that we come to salvation. It's the way that we journey further in our relationship with you. It's the way that we go further in our adventure with you. Nobody in this place is disqualified from praying. And so, Lord, I break the power of every lie in Jesus' name now. And then, Holy Spirit, would you just come now and fill us afresh. Fill us afresh, Lord, a fresh anointing, fresh anointing of your Spirit as we breathe you in to have that heart-to-heart prayer, that heart-to-heart relationship with you. Lord, just pour out your Spirit on each one. Lord, that we would truly be passionate about you, Lord, that we would increasingly be passionate about you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.